Here we are. We're a day early, baby, but we're talking about the week 11 waiver wire over at DFSArmy.com. Of course, check out all of our content at the aforementioned DFSArmy.com. But listen, I'm coming to you a day early. There's a lot to talk about. Let's get into it. Week 11, looking forward, there are four teams on by this week. The Jacksonville Jaguars, the Miami Dolphins, the Seattle Seahawks, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There are also, unfortunately, some pretty notable injuries that we saw this week. Of course, Cooper Cup had to leave the game due to an ankle injury. And according to Coach Sean McVay, it does not look good. So that's going to be a problem. Zach Ertz also left the game with a knee injury. Hopefully, it's only going to be a few weeks, but he is definitely going to be missing time. Jerry Judy, pretty much right at the start of the game, he left because of an ankle injury. So we got to keep an eye on that throughout the week. Gerald Everett. So I'm actually recording this in the evening of the November 11th game. So it's the Sunday night game. Niners going against the Chargers. I don't know what's happening. All I saw was that Gerald Everett was questionable to return. So we got to mention that. Khalil Herbert finally was ruled out with a hip injury. So minor injuries, some not so fantasy relevant injuries. And then of course the behemoth himself, Cooper cup. It doesn't look like he's going to be in great shape. At least going to probably miss a couple of weeks. Shane, not a doctor. This is just speculating based on what Sean McVay is saying. It's not looking good people. So make sure you're prepared. Obviously, if you had Cooper cup, you were riding him to a championship this year. It's not looking so hot nowadays. Um, of course, uh, Matt Stafford didn't play this uh, today. Kyler Murray didn't play today. It's been a disaster back of quarterbacks. However, there is some hope for the Indianapolis Colts skill position players, which we'll talk about a few of them today. But Matt Ryan was a surprise start this week. So Jeff Saturday, maybe, maybe you were what the doctor ordered. But I don't know. Well, well, let's get into it. Let's get into it. But as always, let's talk about the running back position. My number one waiver wire target. And yes, I'm cheating a little bit. I'm going to pull a Brandon D. Adam and I'm going to cheat a little bit. I'm going to, I'm going to push the line a bit, a little bit, but I'm going to talk about Rashad White at Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now he is rostered in 56% of leagues, but I'm going to suggest bidding upwards of 10 to 15% of your fat budget on Rashad White. Now, Rashad White on the season had his best game on the ground. He had 22 attempts for 105 yards. Now, interestingly enough, he didn't actually receive a single target through the air, but he was getting usage even before Leonard Fournette had to leave the game with the hip injury. So we definitely need to keep a close eye on that. If Leonard Fournette is going to miss any time, Rashad White's an absolute smash. Now, obviously, they had the benefit of the bye week this week. So keep that in mind. But out of sight, out of mind, if you can go and get Rashad White, again, he's going to be available in 45, 44% of leagues. So that's enough where I want to mention him because he needs to be rostered in every league, especially if Leonard Fournette is going to miss time. Again, they've got the extra week with the bye week, so maybe he doesn't miss any time, but you're starting to see a bit of a changing of the guard. And, and Leonard Fournette even came out this week and, and said he's not really happy with his usage, and they still gave Rashad White all the touches. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, Jared McKinnon of the Kansas City Chiefs, he's my next, second best player that I'm going to recommend. He's rostered in 26% of leagues. I'm going to suggest up to 4% of your fab budget. Now, once again, Jared McKinnon is in a timeshare with Isaiah Pacheco, who is also on the list right below this, but it's really the two of them because for whatever reason, 
the Kansas City Chiefs hate Clyde Edwards Alaire. Now, maybe, just maybe, it's because Clyde Edwards Alaire isn't a good football player. Now, I, I, I hate to exaggerate to that degree, but it's very clear that when the Kansas City Chiefs took the luxury pick and chose CEH in round one, it was a glaring mistake at the time. Obviously, they passed up on Jonathan Taylor. It was egregious. But I will say, at this point, if you're going to get a piece of that offense, Isaiah Pacheco, hyper-athletic athlete, they're using him on early downs. They're going to be using Jerry McKinnon in those high-caloric passing downs. And the last two weeks alone, uh, Jerry McKinnon continues to get eight targets. So eight targets this week, eight targets last week. That's what scores, in, especially in your PPR leagues. So that's why I'm leaning Jeremy Cannon slightly over Isaiah Pacheco. Pacheco is actually rostered in more leagues. He's rostered in 33% of leagues. I, again, I'm going to suggest to 45%. Just we want to get a piece of that offense. And we, we've seen now week after week after week that the Kansas City Chiefs really are relying on the arm of Patrick Mahomes, which can we really blame them for that? Not really, right? But he's a player you want to push for as well. Isaiah Pacheco, look. Pacheco has the talent, especially because Jared McKinnon is 30 years old, to legitimately be a league winner. That's the kind of player that he could be. Hyper-athletic, in a good offense, lots of scoring opportunities. Isaiah Pacheco, Jared McKinnon, definitely get both of these guys on your team or one of these guys on your team. In PPR leagues, I favor Jared McKinnon. In standard leagues, I would favor uh, Isaiah Pacheco. I'm not saying you want to start them every single week, right? But... The player you want to have on your bench, and as you're churning your bench constantly, these are the types of guys that you want, especially going into the fantasy football playoffs. After that, I have Latavius Murray of Denver Broncos. Now, he didn't do squat this week. He got nine rushes and three targets, but he did out-touch Melvin Gordon, who only got seven rushes and six targets. And 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 Chase Edmonds, he's, just, he's a forgotten man. He only had two rushes and two targets. So... Do we like rostering running backs in bad offenses? No, absolutely not. We don't. We don't. But we like rostering starting running backs in NFL offenses as depth pieces, okay? So you want to go out. You want to get yourself Latavius Murray. MG3 is pretty much rostered in every league. So Latavius Murray is the only guy that's going to be available. Now, Kyron Williams, his first game as a LA Ram, unfortunately, kind of fell flat in his face. John Wolford starting in place of Matthew Stafford. So we didn't really expect much anyways, but he only had one carry for nine yards, but he did have three for three. Now, if you'll recall, Kyron Williams, we've talked about a few times on this show now, he was a prolific pass catcher in college. Now, his draft stock fell when he showed up to the combine and really didn't do squat at the combine. He didn't produce, he didn't look good, and he fell in the draft because of it. But Kyron Williams is an elite pass catcher, and that's where he can make his hay. So I would classify him as just like a good football player. He's somebody you definitely want to have on your radar, especially in PPR leagues. But just keep in mind that, I mean, even Daryl Henderson, who got the touchdown today, he he barely scored 10 points in PPR leagues. So this isn't an offense we're, we're screaming to get a piece of, especially if Cooper Cup is down now. I mean, he's the only guy that's really moving the chains consistently. So obviously you consider going out and getting Allen Robinson, but I don't even have Allen Robinson on the sheet because he's too high rostered. Just something to consider. Kyron Williams, good player. Now Jalen Warren, Pittsburgh Steelers. The buzz in the street this week was that he was going to get more usage. Now he is rostered in 37% of leagues. I'm going to suggest a couple bucks. 
He had nine carries this week. Okay, so Najee Harris is still the number one guy in town, but Jalen Warren continues to get talk, and as long as he's getting the eye of the coaches, he's a guy we want to keep on a radar as just a bench stash. So that's it, rounding out the running back position. This week, to be honest, there wasn't really a lot of sizzle at the running back spot for once. And actually, pleasantly, it's actually the wide receiver position. So let, let, let's, let's get into some sex appeal here. My number one waiver wire target <clears throat> on the week is Christian Watson of the Green Bay Packers. He's only rostered in 18% of leagues. I'm going to suggest between 8 to 18, 8 to 15% of your fab, fab budget on Christian Watson. Watson has league winner written all over him. First of all, he's a hyper-athletic player, but he's battled injuries. I mean, he just hasn't had a good start to the season. He had knee injuries. He had hamstring injuries as well as concussions. You'll recall his very first pass as a Green Bay Packer was a long pass in the bread bucket. He was in the end zone. He just had to secure the damn ball, and he didn't. And then that was <laughs> that's when old Sourpuss gave the look to the sidelines and listen, like, guys, what else do you want me to do? But guess what? Christian Watson produced this week. He went four for eight, 107 yards, and not one, not two, but he got the Hattie baby. He had three touchdowns. And this is the kind of thing that really can just propel a player, right? I mean, when a player can put up 30 points in, in a PPR league, playing with Aaron Rodgers, who guess what, ladies and gentlemen? The Green Bay Packers won today. They actually beat Dallas. And he was in Green Bay, but it was a win that they desperately needed. And it was a, a big part of it was because of Christian Watson. So this is a player that you must go out and you must roster. Historically, when you look at these productive rookies, the start of the season is often slow, and it's really the second half of the season. Once these guys really just learn how to play in the NFL, because it is a very different game than in college football. Once they get a feel for the game, that's when they can really produce, and that's when they can be lead winning. And when you look at a player like Christian Watson who can put up three touchdowns in a week, I'm not saying it's going to happen every week. Touchdowns are fluky. Touchdowns are random. But when you're looking at the Green Bay Packers, it's Christian Watson, it's Alan Lazard, and it's Aaron Jones. Consolidated target share. That's what we're always looking for. Christian Watson, my number one waiver wire target this week. Go out and get him onto your team. Now, there's a little bit of less sizzle moving down the page, but we got to talk about some of these players. Okay, so Nick Westbrook-Akine of the Tennessee Titans. He's only rostered in 5% of leagues. I'm going to suggest upwards of 3 to 5% of your fab budget, but the key thing is here, don't chase the points. He blew up. He went 5 for 8. 119 yards, and he had two touchdowns. Traylon Brooks was back this week, but he didn't really get a lot of usage. So just based on the fact that Ryan Tannehill was back, you could just tell it. The, the Tennessee Titans looked like a different team when they had a uh, professional quarterback, Ryan Tannehill versus the, the rookie Malik Willis. Now, I like Malik Willis. I really do. I think that he's got a bunch of raw talent, but he's not ready this season to be a starter. And we saw that, right? The second his first read was covered, he ran around. He really couldn't do anything, and it Frankly, the Titans looked incompetent, right? Ryan Tannehill comes in this week. He produces with Nick Westbrook-Akine. And this was a player that we actually really, really liked. Somebody's going to get the targets in that offense. Somebody has to. And it could be Westbrook-Akine. I suggest going out, having a look at him. If, if you're in a 10-person league, no, he's not really an option. But if you are in a 12-person plus league, six-plus bench players, that's the type of league where you want to go out and consider getting Nick Westbrook Akine. 
And my boy, my God, what what a what an emotional roller coaster if you're an Indianapolis Colts fan. Paris Campbell, Indianapolis Colts, only rostered twenty eight percent of leagues. I had him. I actually literally just dropped him in one of my leagues this morning so that I could pick up Colt McCoy to cover my injured Kyler Murray. What what a debacle that turned out to be. What a just absolute disaster. I should have just played freaking Paris Campbell in my in my super flex position. But listen, Matt Ryan was a surprise start, and what we saw was that he was getting Paris Campbell the ball, and he's getting Michael Pittman the ball. Jonathan Taylor was back and healthy. He looked good. So this offense is clicking once again. And listen, they're not going to make the playoffs. It's not going to happen. It's probably too little too late. But Jeff Saturday came in completely unprepared. The man should not be a starting NFL head coach right now, but he is. And he said, listen, let's get back to the basics. Sam Ellinger, you're not a professional quarterback. You're not a starting quarterback. How do you look at these professionals in the locker room, in the face, and say that Sam Ellinger is going to be a better cho- chance to win than Matt Ryan. He's not. Matt Ryan started. He made Paris Campbell relevant again. I'm going to go out and I'm going to try to pick up the Matt Ryan or the Paris Campbell that I dropped this week. But I would go out and spend between five to six percent of your fab budget on Paris Campbell. I love it. Um, and oh yeah, the key thing here is he actually received another nine targets. So get after a man with Paris Campbell. I've got Odell Beckham on this list still. Um, he is shockingly rostered in 50, 56% of leagues. So I guess people um, followed the advice that we shared last week, as well as just obviously the industry was talking about Odell Beckham. Same thing as last week. All I'm going to say is exercise caution. Now, Odell is probably only going to go to a team that's actually in, in playoff contention. So that's going to be a good thing. But the problem, of course, comes down to chemistry built in. The Rams at this point don't look like they're going to be a playoff team. They've got that Super Bowl Super Bowl hangover. So could Odell go back to the Rams? Maybe, but I doubt it at this point in the, at, at the season. It's just it doesn't seem like a good fit for him. Maybe, maybe he goes to Minnesota. Minnesota beat the Buffalo Bills in overtime today, or this uh, yeah today. And frankly, it was miraculous. You know, they got to stop. They got to touchdown. When Josh Allen, all he had to do was get into the end zone. He fumbled the uh, the handoff with the center. They bring it to overtime. And they went in overtime. That could be a team that Odell Beckham goes to. That would be really, really interesting because Kirk Cousins, he is, I would say, very underrated. But that's the thing, right? Odell Beckham, he's a risky player. He's not somebody that I personally like to roster on my team because of the uncertainty. But go out and get him. He's worth rostering depending on your situation. Nico Collins. Okay, Houston Texans. He's rostered 19% of leagues. I'm going to suggest 3 to 5% of your fab budget. He had five receptions on 10 targets for 49 yards in the touchdown this week. Okay, so it's no secret. Brandon Cooks was not happy. He went out on social media again. He wanted to be traded off to Houston Texans, but if you look at his contract, it's just it, it's not attainable. It's not, it's not realistic that he was going to be traded, and he wasn't. But it's Nico Collins. It's Brandon Cooks. And as long as they have a competent offense, again, consolidated target share, Nico Collins could be that guy. I still think Brandon Cooks is the top dog on that offense, but Nico Collins, listen, if Brandon Cooks just kind of says, you know what, screw it. He pulls an Allen Robinson and decides just not to really play out the, the, the rest of the year. Maybe Nico Collins could be the beneficiary of that. So consider going and grabbing Nico Collins. Oh, boy. Jonathan Peoples-Jones, baby. DPJ. He produced for us this week, just like we thought we hoped he would. Uh, he had five. He got five of nine targets for 99 yards. And the Browns destroyed the Dolphins. Oh, sorry. The Dolphins still destroyed the Browns. But Donovan Peoples-Jones 
was able to actually produce. And he was the target. He was he looked to be Jacoby Brissett's favorite target this week. Obviously, Amari Cooper is still going to be the dog of that offense, but Nico's going to be, uh, excuse me, um, Donovan People Jones is going to be relevant every single week. I love him as a flex play, flex consideration every single week. 12 person league and up, DPJ needs to be rostered. Okay, plug your nose for this one. Tampa Bay, Julio Jones. Yes, I know they're on a bye week this week, but he looks healthy. He's getting the usage. He caught the touchdown this week. Chris Goblin looks healthy, finally. Um, Tom Brady looked good. I mean, I, this was kind of the win that they needed. So as long as Julio can continue to stay healthy, now you might not have to pick him up this week. Just keep him in mind. Out of sight, out of mind again. He's going to be probably very, very cheap. He's only rostered in 31% of leagues, but Julio Jones is definitely a guy worth considering, especially if we look at history and we realize that Tom Brady is a pretty good quarterback and that NFC South is still an, an absolute trash heap of a division. So they can easily still win that division. They're going to have to go on a bit of a run here. I have confidence in Tom Brady, Mike Edwards, Chris Godwin, Julio Jones, Leonard Fournette, Rashad White, Scotty Miller. These are all players I have confidence in in fantasy football, and you should too. Julio Jones, worth considering. Okay, Zay Jones. We know that the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be on, on by again this week, but Zay Jones, man, he continues to be an active part of that offense. So go out and get him. Go out and get him. Okay, all right. Let's move on to the quarterback position. Now, the only guy that I have on my list this week is Matt Ryan. Now, the thing about Matt Ryan is that he's only really rosterable in your Superflex leagues, but he's a very, very good quarterback too in Superflex leagues. And, and I know he's been up and down all season, but as long as he continues to be healthy, he has such a talented group of pass catchers around him. Paris Campbell, Michael Pittman, Leonard Fournette, or uh, excuse me, Jonathan Taylor does know how to catch balls. So Matt Ryan, if he's available in your Superflex leagues, which he probably is, because a lot of people probably dropped him when they said that Sam Ellinger was going to be the starter for the rest of the season, go out and get yourself some Matt Ryan because he's going to be worth rostering. That's it. That's all I have to quarterback position. Let's move on to the tight end position. Let's get the hell out of here. I got to mention Cole Komet. He's rostered in 53% of leagues, but you're going to want to be spending 5-6% if he is out there. Second week in a row, where he scored twice. You just want to get a piece. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this, but you want to get a piece of that Chicago Bears offense right now. He had seven targets on the season, which was his most number of targets all season. Up from last week, it's of, of, uh, at the time, season high six targets. Cole Komet is definitely the number one tight end waiver wire target that I would say you want to go and get right now. Just, just get a piece of that offense, man. Tyler Conklin, New York Jets. He's coming off of the bye. He's only rostered in 17% of leagues. But in week nine, yes, he only got two tar- two uh, targets. But the week before that, he had 10. He's getting upwards of 70 to 75% minimum target or snap share every single week. Tyler Conklin is a player you want to go and get. And he's a, he's a very decent streamer. Austin Moreau of the Las Vegas Raiders. He's rostered 31%. 31%. Of course, Darren Waller is on IR. He was elevated to IR this week along with Hunter Renfro. Listen, he's a decent fill-in player. He's actually a better blocker, but he saved you with the TD with this week. And, and Moreau, he has an ability. Um, I don't consider him a, an elite pass-catching tight end, but he's a player that can catch the ball. And he's part of that offense because he's just going to step in and play the Darren Waller role. So Rob Foster Moreau is a reasonable player. A couple bucks. 
Juwan Johnson, New Orleans Saints, rostered in 17% of leagues. He started it seven times this week, and, 70, and, he, and he had 70, 70% snap share. He had 44 yards and a touchdown. He's super athletic, but he's a small for a tight end. He's only 230 pounds, which is light for a tight end. You like to see them around 245, 250 minimum. But he is athletic. He had a 4, 5, 8, 40 yard dash, which is a 90th percentile. And he's the 70th percentile speed score, 80th percentile agility score. Every single week, the New Orleans Saints are kind of up in the air. I would actually prefer if Jameis Winston was starting for them instead of Andy Dalton, but he's not. So we're just going to have to live with that. But Juwan Johnson, excellent streamer. And then Trey McBride, we mentioned at the top of the show that Zach Ertz is probably going to miss some time dealing with the knee injury. And Trey McBride, we like Craig, Greg Dulcich, but Trey McBride was probably my favorite rookie tight end on the season. Of course, when he was drafted by the, by the Arizona Cardinals, we knew that he was going to be buried this season. This is going to be his opportunity to step in and show that he can actually go out and produce. Um, he, he reminded me actually of a player like kind of like Adam Troutman. Now, Adam Troutman obviously has not produced in the NFL, which it sucks, but it's just a reality. Um, McBride could be that guy. He could be that guy, especially if Arizona can can turn things around. Obviously, Kyler didn't play this week. It was Colt McCoy. Again, disastrous. He got hurt, came back in. But when Kyler's in, DeAndre Hopkins is there. They're a different team with Hopkins on the field. So I would like I like the idea again, just getting a piece of that offense, go out and get Trey McBride. So that's it, ladies and gentlemen. So I will say go to DFSArmy.com. We have a ton of free content out there. But if you want to just get a free month membership, dfsarmy.com forward slash free dash offer. Follow the steps. And we'll help you win. We'll help you win. Also, all of our VIPs have a Discord. You can go and can chat with myself. You can get advice from the geek, from Chop, all the names that you know and love that are there in the Discord. You just talk to them. They'll give you the advice. So thank you for tuning in, guys. I have, of course, Flex Shane. You've been watching the DFS Army Waiver Wire Show. Good luck in week 11.